Happy preseason Vikings opener, everybody. Today on Minnesota Sports Rankum, we rank the top five preseason legends in Vikings history. This is Minnesota Sports Rankum, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. It's the show that settles debates and starts new ones. It's Minnesota Sports Rankum on Locked On Sports Minnesota. We rank stuff on this show, and today we rank Minnesota Vikings preseason legends in team history. Should be a lot of fun as the Vikings kick off against the Seahawks tonight at 9 Central. I'm Sam Ekstrom, part of the Ron Johnson Show, Minnesota Football Party, and right here in Minnesota Sports Rankum. I'm on Twitter at Sam Ekstrom. Luke Inman. Right-hand man, sidekick. He's at Luke underscore Spinman on Twitter. He authors the NFL Draft Buzz newsletter as well for the Locked On Podcast Network. Luke, preseason opener, my man. We made it here at long last. What an offseason it was. The ups, the downs, the laughs, the cries. Here we are. We made it. It feels good. Finally get to hear those pads pop against a different team. Finally, some different players you get to watch these guys go up against. And by the way, you know, did some digging for today's show. And I noticed, Mm -hmm. you know how it it feels like the Vikings have always played some random non-division teams like the Cardinals, for example, like eight out of the last nine years. Well, this is going to be the sixth time they played the Seahawks in the preseason, mind you, since 2016, six times in eight years granted 2020 was canceled because of COVID but still it was on the schedule and they're Mm -hmm. three and one by the way looking to stay hot again tonight out on the west coast but what's up with that thought that was kind of interesting when I found that out well it's it's also seems weird because it feels like they played them six out of eight times in the regular season and usually they don't double up right they usually don't play a preseason team in the regular season but with the Seahawks all bets are off so you're saying that plus three and a half on the Vikings is good value tonight. That's I like what you're, it. That's what you're telling me. Three and uh, one. That's the line at FanDuel Sportsbook, our great partner over there. Uh, I gave you a really tough challenge today, Luke, because finding preseason data, statistics, highlights, it's not easy. It's like these games happen and then they burn the tape, which maybe is a good thing in some cases, but there's not as much information about the preseason. So you have to go on your memories You have to do some real research. You got to go to the depths of Google to find information on these guys. And as always, we kick it off with your number five. Yeah, number five on my list. Mike Boone, this dude made a name for himself in the preseason, both in 2018 and if you remember in 2019, he probably would have done it again in 2020 had there been no COVID. And think about this. He was buried on the depth chart behind guys like Dalvin Cook, but then Latavius Murray. Then they drafted Alexander Madison there, too, right at the end. Every time he got some serious run, though, in the preseason, the guy just balled out, bust out on the scene his first year, 91 yards and a touchdown versus the Jaguars. That kind of put him on the map for the fans. Then he goes on to become the team's leading rusher in six of the eight preseason games he played in from 2018 to 2019. And only one of those games uh, had Dalvin Cook in it too. So, I mean, they wanted to get Cook some serious run in a week three game before the regular season finally started. Had Dalvin Cook not been playing and starting, maybe it would have been seven out of eight games he was the team's leading rusher. So Mike Boone's got to be on my list. 
He's made a solid career, by the way, in this kind of new watered-down running back market nowadays that we're seeing. Played three years for the Vikes, two in Denver, and now he's hooking up with the Houston Texans for his sixth season in the NFL. That's no small feat, especially for that position, Sam. A running back, guy can play. Michael Boone coming in at number five on my list. Yeah, and may, be sure to holler at us on YouTube in the comments section. Let us know what you think of the list and, and who we forgot, because I'm sure we forgot some people. We didn't forget Mike Boone, though, because he's also my number five. Once again, Luke, we're in lockstep. I don't know how we always duplicate each other's lists. I swear we don't prep together. He's my number five. In the 2019 preseason in particular, he had two pretty good preseasons, but 2019 averaged 5.8 yards per touch and that was the year remember where he actually got some run late in the season in the regular season when uh, Madison got hurt Dalvin Cook got hurt they put him in against the Chargers he was very good and then against the Packers he wasn't so good and they had to bench him but Mike Boone set himself up for a three-year Vikings career by being really good in the preseason and good in the passing game as well. He had both a 45-yard reception and a 46-yard reception in those two preseasons, and 2019 was explosive in the run game as well. So you said a lot of it. I'll echo it. Mike Boone, woefully underutilized as a regular season rusher. He was great in the preseason. That's my number five as well. Let's jump to number four here. Another running back on my list, Sam. Number four on my list, the late great Rock Thomas from the U. He did have the same body of work as Mike Boom. He just kind of laid all that out, but but he had more wild plays. Do you remember those big splash plays? When he went off, he went off. And the 2018 Broncos game is the first one that always comes to mind when I hear the name Rock Thomas. Three catches, 102 yards, two TDs, 91 yak yards in there too. Another 29 on the ground that night as well. That woke people up in a big way. He showed people he's got that big play potential. Seven catches in just three games. He always looked the part of a really fun third down pass catching back in the league. So um, he even got some run, by the way, in the regular season, which people probably forget. Uh, Your kind of typical one-hit wonder, though, uh, following summer, I think it was July 2019, got busted for some pot suspended three games waived just a few days later bummer of an ending to a really fun rookie preseason rock thomas number four on my list i'm gonna stick with the running game for my number four i'm gonna go someone slightly higher profile though guy by the name of adrian peterson now it's hard to get true box scores going back 15 years they're just really tough to find you go to espn you look at the, the game you can get the recap can't get the box score it's hard to get raw stats so we're going more off of vibes more off of singular plays two plays in particular that stand out to me adrian peterson in the preseason and luke different time man the stars played they played in probably three out it's of the weird. four games it's weird to think it, about it's actually awesome when you look back and, and look at the effort, the crowds really into it. I mean, the Vikings would sell these games out and they would, the fans would love it. Adrian Peterson in his first preseason, Vikings got a national TV game on Fox Vikings at jets. I'll never forget Ad- it. Adrian Peterson takes a handoff probably from T Jack at that point, 2007. Yeah. No, am I going crazy? Takes a handoff from somebody. (laughs) Spin move on a dime. Just a ridiculous spin move. 
runs for 42 yards, and then plows a guy over at the end of the play. Troy Aikman, Joy, Joe Buck on the call. Aikman's laughing. He's like, can you believe this guy? Um, already a freak of nature in his, in his rookie year preseason. There Fast was, forward a couple of years. That was, was I was going to say, there was so much hype all summer, though, after the draft. Like, man, we just drafted this dude from Oklahoma. Didn't need him. Got Chester Taylor. But I think he's going to be the real deal. Brad Childress going to do his thing. Props to Rick Spielman over there pulling the trigger on this guy. He's just telling. And then after all that hype, though, to finally see one of his first touches in the NFL, granted preseason, he just makes such a big splash play like that, showing off the speed, but then the power and the finish right at the sideline. Could have just walked out, Sam. I remember it vividly. Could have just walked out of bounds. No, he wanted to uh, display his physicality and put some punishment on defenders as well, uh, something that we would go on to see for quite mm -hmm. some time. Yeah, I'll never forget it. That was so fun. Glad you mentioned him, by the way. Yeah, great precursor. And then I wanted to touch on 2009. So he's already established as a star, mm -hmm. as a rushing title. Brett Favre is there. There's Adrian Peterson. He's still playing in the preseason at the Texans. Favre on the field. Monday night football crew. Mike Tirico calling the game. First play from scrimmage. Peterson shoots through the line. And I swear he got faster in the first couple of years of his career because his acceleration, man, 75 yards to the house, outruns all the DBs for a touchdown. That really set things, set the tone for the Favre season uh, with some preseason magic from Adrian Peterson. So he was a preseason legend, just not a fair fight when you put him up against probably some backups or some NFL wannabes on the field as well. I'm oh, so glad you went that route, Sam, to number three on my list is Jarek McKinnon. And now that I hear AP, I'm like, ah, did I just overlook the obvious ones? Maybe I did. So props to you getting a little creative there, because when you think preseason, you typically don't think you're starters. But you're right. I'll never forget that AP moment. Uh, spoiled it. I'll just jump right into it. Number three on my list. Another running back here, Sam. And you know, it's hard not to pick these running backs, because typically in the preseason, too, not only are teams a little bit more you know, proactive and running out the clock, especially in that second half, the majority of the time, they want to get these guys off the field, make sure they're healthy and not hurt. Uh, but when you get into most second and third string quarterbacks in a game, a lot of times the passing game, it just doesn't click either. So you revert back to the run game. Typically, this is where you see a lot of these talented players in such a loaded running back market too, by the way. It's like all almost all these backup running backs have talent and they can play, especially when they're you know put on the field in the third, fourth quarter of these preseason games. So Jet, he was no different. We all remember him. Uh, he got so much run in the preseason backing up AP for all those years that he just racked up stats on the stats on the stats 2014 to 2017 four straight years of preseason starts on mm -hmm. belt and he always made the most of it too both as a runner and a pass catcher so if you just go back and look at the body of work and add up all the stats I promise you no other offensive player at least in the last decade if not 15 years had the same amount of production Jet did game by game over those four years so always a huge fan of his Glad to see him still kicking it now over in KC. He's got that Super Bowl ring. Entering his eighth season in the NFL, which is no small feat, especially at that position. Jet, number three on my list. We're at the halfway point of the show, which, which means it's time to tell you about bird dogs. I got a box of bird dogs uh, a few weeks ago. Complete convert. All I wear are bird dogs. In the morning when it's a little chillier, 
I've got the pants. They are slim fit. They are stylish. They hug my ankles. They sculpt my thighs. They are wonderful. And I was such a convert that I got a new box. And it just got here. And in that box was contained the free white bird dogs hat, which I like to wear backwards. We'll wear it forwards because it's nice to have that logo showing. But bird dogs (laughs) are fantastic. They are better than Lululemon. And I literally, I've had them both. And I'm a bird dogs convert. Um, Stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a sculpted look. They've got the lining. Order them with the lining, and it hugs your legs in a different way, gives you a little bit more comfort and some anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric. Keeps you cool and dry all day long. Order now. Get the hat. Birddogs.com slash locked on or enter promo code locked on. Get the free white tech hat with your latest order. Birddogs.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Free hat. And I've also got the tumbler as well. Check that out. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you, you're absolutely going to love these shorts and pants. And Luke's enjoying his bird dogs too. I love them. I, 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 I echo every single thing you said. I would have said it verbatim. I would have put the hat on, done the whole deal, had it been my kind of spotlight and my time to shine. Well done, Sam. Very well done. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know who who else got a job well done in the preseason? A Hall of Famer, Randy Eugene Moss. Randy Moss comes in number three. Once again, you go back 25 years, it's not that easy to find data, but some really impressive people, intrepid people, have gone back and posted highlights of some of his preseason performances. These get lost in the annals, man, but they are no less impressive than some of his regular season highlights. Three moments that I want to point out. First of all, as a rookie, you remember what number he was wearing, right? 18, baby. 18. And it was 18. I don't know if there was another Moss on the team, but it said R Moss on the back of the jersey. Not just Moss, R Moss, as if they were trying to make him stand out from a different Moss. Um, Very funny. But there's a set of highlights against the Chargers where Moss, wearing the 18, catches a nine-yard fade from Randall Cunningham, touchdown later in the game, a 30-yard post route, touchdown against San Diego, two TDs in that game. And in fact, I did find this little nugget. Randy Moss, in his first preseason, totaled over 200 yards and four touchdowns in 1998. Fast forward four years into his career. Randy Moss doesn't need to prove anything anymore, but he's still playing in these games against the Colts at the Metrodome. Probably some of his, like these would be on his career highlight reel if they happened in the regular season. A 74-yard catch and run where he catches it at about his own 45 and then turns the corner, jumps over a guy down the sideline into the end zone TD, and then later in the game, an alley-oop down the sideline where, again, the DB has the angle, but Moss just outruns him to the corner. 54-yard touchdown catch, so that's two TDs in 2001 on two highlight reel grabs. And then one more. There's a clip of him in 2002 mic'd up in a preseason game at Buffalo. Most guys in their fifth year of the preseason, 
They're chilling. They don't care. There's no intensity there. Randy Moss is trash talking to the camera saying, there's going to be a party in Buffalo tonight. I'm going to have a party in this stadium. Preseason intensity from Randy Moss, which I absolutely love. Preseason legend, Randy Eugene Moss. Sam, you played this so well. Bravo. I, I mean, again, I think I overlooked the obvious ones. You think preseason, you don't think starters, let alone the Hall of Famers. So um, mm-hmm. I bow to you on this episode, um, and I concede you definitely won this list already with AP and Randy Moss. I'll just jump into number two on my list. The guy who's probably had the most recent success of anyone on my list. Don't worry, not another running back. I'm going defense, defensive tackle. T.Y. McGill. Sam, we were all Mm. thinking it. We talked about it for weeks after this. How in the world did that guy not make the team after that preseason last year? The dude was an absolute beast. Led the entire NFC with three and a half sacks last preseason, along with putting up the most pressures and tackles for loss on the entire team. Like, what happened? What, what, What am I missing here? And I, you know, I get it. You hear coaches say all the time, sometimes it's more about what they show in practice consistently day in and day out. So that makes me think maybe he wasn't the same kind of guy we saw in the preseason when he was at TCO and Egan all the time. But still, like, the guy felt like an incredible rotational guy you could plug into the middle of your defense. And I wasn't surprised to see him link up with the Niners last year and notch a couple tackles for loss, a couple quarterback hits last year. That one, looking back, Sam, it still kind of stings because you look at the depth now behind guys like Tonga, and Harrison Phillips still makes me think and wonder why didn't they keep him around? So T.Y. McGill, number two on my list. That's a good one. Uh, we were talking about him out of practice just, just the other day. Hmm. Why did they cut T.Y. McGill and Armin Watts? What did they have against good defensive tackles last year? Uh, that's a good one. My number two, when I think like kind of one-off preseason flashes in the pan, I think Audie Cole. And I I guess I shouldn't even call him a flash in the pan because he did go on to have a five-year Vikings career, albeit mostly as a special teamer, didn't do much on the field. But as a seventh-round pick, the expectation is very low for a linebacker. Adi Cole, in his second preseason game against Buffalo at the Dome, one pick six, probably the highlight of his career at that point. Picks off the guy, runs in the end zone. Uh, the fireworks go off. They played the Vikings songs. Oh, Vikings. Da, 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 da. They get back out on the field. Next play from scrimmage after the kickoff. Adi Cole, Johnny on the spot. He's got another one. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling into the end zone. Another Adi Cole touchdown. More fireworks, more songs. Uh, that's got to be career highlight. Numero uno for Adi Cole. He went on in his career to play five seasons, started seven games, appeared in 57 games. Like I said, special teams ace had one career sack. The career highlight happened in the preseason. And I'd be surprised if those back-to-back pick sixes weren't a big part of him getting a shot on the Vikings. And he probably made, what, in five years? Probably five, six, seven million dollars. He set himself up for life because of his flashing in the preseason. So Adi Cole, preseason legend. Great, great, great shout out because I vividly remember watching that preseason game there, Mm -hmm. thinking about it. Wow, okay, this seventh-round linebacker making splash plays, two back-to-back pick sixes, unbelievable. And you're right, Sammy, he ended up linking up 
with that Mike Zimmer rotation, balled out on special teams, and then just one of those backup rotational guys. But yeah, that was a uh, another good pick by Rick Spielman, getting his value and more from a seventh-round linebacker. All right, Sam, remember this summer we spent hours and hours, weeks after weeks, building our Vikings Mount Rushmore? Page, mm-hmm. Moss, Fran Tarkenton, Chris Carter. If you're building a Vikings preseason Mount Rushmore, I got no doubt this guy would be the number one overall pick. You already know who I'm going to say. Quarterback, Kyle (laughs) Sloter. Comes out of Northern Colorado in 2018. Lights the world on fire. Four passing TDs, 443 yards in his first three games. You got to remember here, Sam, not since the days of like Joe Webb. Had the Vikings ever had a a fun, young backup who could sling it, make some plays in the preseason? And, you know, at that point, he finally brought some real excitement to the position again, a reason to finally tune in to some of these Vikings preseason games. It was always guys like Sean Hill, Trevor Simeon, Joel Stave. Taylor Heineke was okay, I guess. He never came close to the stats, though, that Kyle Sloter did. Here's his passer rating in some of these games he plays in. Comes out in 2018, a 123.8 versus the Broncos, 121 versus the Titans, and 126 versus the Seattle Seahawks. Then he comes back in 2019. You're thinking, all right, was it kind of a fluke? What happened there? Haven't heard much about this kid all season long. 148 passer rating versus the Saints, nearly perfect. 129 versus the Seahawks, and then finishes with a perfect 158.3 versus the Cardinals. Sam finishes his preseason career with the Vikings with a 12 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio. Let me say that again 12 touchdowns, one pick. What? The fact that he never got any real run in the NFL, or at least stuck around as a backup, it makes you wonder, like, what was going on in those practices, in those meetings? Because it's not often, if ever, you see such an efficient, sometimes almost flawless performance against opposing teams like that, game in and game out. So preseason, Mount Rushmore for the Vikings, he's my 1-1 with a bullet. Kyle, the preseason god, Sloter, number one on my list. Yeah, you can't go wrong. I mean, Kyle Sloter probably has the greatest gap maybe in NFL history between preseason success and regular season success because regular season he has goose egg, zero snaps. He's been with seven organizations. Nothing to go off of. Nobody wants to give him a chance. And let's be honest, there's probably some other stuff like, it sounds like he doesn't really understand what he's doing back there. Mike Zimmer kind of made that clear, but man, against third string guys, he could improv with the best of them. Uh, extended plays, strong arm. Um, I, I compiled the the completion percentage: eighty of one hundred seven in two preseasons in eight games, seventy five percent passer, eight hundred nine yards, seven point six yards per attempt. That is exactly. Kirk Cousins career average uh, just for the record didn't throw an interception until his final preseason game of 2019 so went seven consecutive games without a pick um, and yeah he just never got the opportunity and also Luke I don't know if this matters but he was winning all of these games too remember Mike Zimmer cared very much oh, yeah. about winning in the preseason and Kyle Sloter he came into some some tight games in the fourth quarter. You could always count on Sloter delivering the go-ahead TD. Um, 
And he had quite a cult following, and it just never amounted to anything in the regular season. So Kyle Sloter, we'll never forget him. And you, know, you remember, Luke, he actually did circle back to the Vikings for like three days in 2021. I think mm-hmm. it was when Cousins got COVID. They brought Sloter in just as an emergency and then, then cut him loose. But he's been around the block a few times, preseason legend. Kyle Sloter. Let us know what you think in the comments section below on YouTube. We're also free and available wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single Thursday on Locked on Sports Minnesota. Luke and I are going to jet off to the Minnesota football party with Arif Hassan, Luke Braun, and Ron Johnson and preview this Viking Seahawks preseason game tonight. The postcast right after the game, myself and Luke Braun will hash it all out, winners and losers from tonight's performance. But he's Luke Inman. I'm Sam Ekstrom. Thanks so much for watching Minnesota Sports Rankum on Lockdown Sports Minnesota.